KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning, I'm Tebby Cruz. It's Friday, May 5th. How the blood bank gets the right match. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. A 63-year-old woman died in the Santee Jail this week. Patricia Louise Adamson died at the Las Colinas Detention Facility on Wednesday. The San Diego County Sheriff's Department says that on the day of her death, A lieutenant did a well-being check and noticed she had not been caring for herself or her hygiene. Deputies and a department doctor wheeled her to a shower when she began showing signs of medical distress. Paramedics responded and began life-saving measures, but she died shortly after. The cause of her death has been investigated. According to the San Diego County Sheriff's Department's website, Adamson's death will be the fourth in-custody death this year. Inmate deaths in San Diego County jails have been among the highest in the state, according to a state audit released last year. The cities of San Clemente, Encinitas, and Solana Beach are losing sand on their beaches due to erosion. Yesterday, leaders from the three coastal cities each signed a 50-year contract with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers to begin sand replenishment projects. Sand is brought in from offshore by a dredge and pumped onto the beach. Representative Mike Levin helped expedite the projects by securing funding through the bipartisan infrastructure law. One of my top priorities is ensuring that our beaches and infrastructure remain operational for years and decades to come. They're critical lifelines for our communities. The work in Encinitas and Solana Beach is estimated to start this fall and next February in San Clemente. More light rain is in store for the county this morning, and temps will be in the 60s, so make sure you bring a sweatshirt or light jacket when you leave the house. And rest assured, no rain is in the weekend's forecast. Coming up, matching blood with patients in need. If she doesn't have a matched donor, then she can't have the treatment that she needs to live. More on that next. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. The San Diego Blood Bank is working to expand a program that better matches donated blood with patients in need. Health reporter Matt Hoffman went to see how their process works and the impact it's already having. Meet Camila Saradpan. I like to do the art at school because we have painting, we have clay, we have a lot of fun stuff. The third grader from National City is an adventurous and carefree nine-year-old who enjoys everything about living in San Diego. Her mom Maria and dad Chris, they have their hands full keeping up with her and her sister Michaela. Let's have a skipping race now. I win. I win. Actually, no, I, I win. Tied. Okay, okay now back. back. One of their favorite places to go is Seaport Village. Our girls love the carousels there. Something that separates Camila from other nine-year-olds is the number of blood transfusions she's had. 154. 154? 155. Oh, yeah. She was born with the blood disorder thalassemia. 
It's an inherited condition and results in fewer healthy red blood cells delivering oxygen. Ever since Camila was two months old, she's had to get regular blood transfusions at Rady Children's Hospital. At first, it's a little scary, but after a while, it becomes fun because then you get to know all the nurses and everybody there. Those who are chronically transfused, like Camila, depend on getting the right blood match. There's so many different combinations with 30 different blood groups and hundreds of so-called antigens. If everything doesn't match up come transfusion time, patients can have reactions varying in severity. It's called alloimmunization. It recognizes foreign substances or something that's typically not from you inside. And so your blood and your body start rejecting it. Nikhil Nayak is the San Diego Blood Bank's chief business officer. He says that's where precision blood comes in. It's a testing process the blood bank is expanding to try and get patients like Camila the closest blood match possible. Her mom confirms that the doctors are saying she's starting to develop antibodies and her the supply is getting a little bit squeezed in terms of who she can actually receive blood from. That's why Camila's mom, Maria, says her daughter needs the closest blood match possible for every transfusion. It's scary to think about if she's going to be transfusion dependent her whole life and the donor pool is smaller and if she doesn't have a matched donor, then she can't have the treatment that she needs to live. So we're grateful for the precision blood. Right now, the blood bank does around 15,000 precise blood tests every year. The process involves about nine hours of DNA sequencing. Nyack says more clinical trials are underway to bolster the case that precision blood matching is better for patients. He says to increase the testing, more hospitals and blood centers will need to come on board. The way blood typing has been done, it's a bit antiquated. The process of identifying good blood matches starts in the blood bank's laboratory. Here, scientists are sequencing patient and donor blood, hoping to find the closest matches possible. Nyack says they rely on a diverse donor population. At the end of the day, precision blood works because if a blood donor looks more like the recipient genetically, and oftentimes that's from your ethnic background, it's more likely that the transfusion will be successful. Hi, Jocelyn. I'm Camila. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs> I'd like to say thank you for donating blood today. Camila has become sort of an ambassador for the blood bank. She enjoys thanking donors personally, and her parents call them superheroes. I know for a lot of donors, it's it's you never get to see a face with like, you know, for with a name or you don't know who it's going to, but you see this like spunky little kid show up and, and thank you for, you know, she looks healthy and she looks healthy because of all those blood donors. Camila is enjoying being a big sister. Hey, that's enough flowers, Michaela. Oh, look at all the cute little white ones, Michaela. And Camila has big plans for the future. Her dad is a culinary instructor, and she wants to follow in his footsteps. I kind of want to be a chef like that. And she has a message for those listening. Please donate blood for me. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. Representative Mike Levin and three other legislators held a field hearing yesterday in Oceanside. Military and Veterans Affairs reporter Andrew Dyer has more. Democratic Representative Mike Levin and other members of Congress held a House Veterans Affairs subcommittee hearing on veterans' homelessness at Miracosta College in Oceanside. 
Levin says despite rumblings of cuts to the VA and ongoing debt ceiling negotiations on the Hill, he thinks Congress will do what's right for veterans. Well, we're all going to stand together, I think, for our veterans when, when push comes to shove. With whatever sort of uh, negotiation there is, I, I think that it's uh, certainly the intent of every member of the House. If it's not, it better be. Uh, to stand up and fight for our veterans. Levin says it's important for members of Congress to hear directly from the veterans community. He says specific legislative moves, such as changing whether VA disability benefits count toward VA housing subsidies, could help a lot of veterans in high cost of living areas. In Oceanside, Andrew Dyer, KPBS News. The county and Sandag are asking for the public's input on a new report that deals with alternatives to incarceration. Reporter John Carroll says the report was two years in the making. The report contains 52 recommendations or goals for how the local justice system can be changed. What we're trying to do is implement the practices that have been proven in other municipalities. That's the CEO of San Diego's Second Chance, Bill Payne. He was a member of the advisory board that crafted the goals. They include increasing the array of housing options for people who've had contact with the justice system and looking at additional booking alternatives that increase connection to services and resources. A town hall for the public to give their thoughts will be held this Monday at the County Administration Building. It will begin at 4 p.m. in room 302. The Board of Supervisors will make the final decision on the report at their May 23rd meeting. John Carroll, KPBS News. Coming up, need plans for the weekend? Lucky for you, we have some suggestions. We'll have that and more just after the break. I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The weather has done wonders for wildflowers but what about our local flower farms? To find out, reporter Kitty Alvarado visited the wholesale flower market in Carlsbad, where they're gearing up for Mother's Day. The International Floral Trade Center in Carlsbad is buzzing with activity. Florists are stocking up for the big day. Mother's Day is very busy, crazy. According to the National Retail Federation, people in the U.S. will spend $3.2 billion on flowers alone. Arturo Mendoza, better known as Pepe, the owner of Pepe's Flowers in Oceanside, says he sells 10 times more. For uh, Mexican Mother's Day and American Mother's Day. 
While the heavy rains have every hillside blooming, it's damaged or delayed some local farm's flowers. And that's contributing to higher prices this year. The flowers that I'm buying today are a good $3 more a bunch. But it won't stop Abby Olivas Twist from buying blooms for her madrecita. She will celebrate Mother's Day twice. Yes, celebramos el Día de las Madres on May 10th for my mom. We are Mexican, le llevamos flores, and just get together with her. And then Sunday comes around, American Mother's Day, and we do it all over again. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. Looking for something fun to do this weekend? Arts producer Julia Dixon-Evans has some suggestions for you. She joined my colleague Maureen Cavanaugh with the details, and she started by talking about a Shakespeare Ballet production happening this weekend. This weekend is City Ballet's production of Romeo and Juliet. And you do you see a lot of spin-offs of the story. There are modernizations and reinterpretations. But this production, at its heart, is really the traditional, the classic Romeo and Juliet ballet. It's the quintessential tragic love story of two teenagers who fall in love despite being from feuding families. And City Ballet is using the music from the the traditional Prokofiev piece. The choreography is a 2012 work by Elizabeth Wistrich. She is City Ballet's co-founder and their resident choreographer. And you can count on City Ballet for just really great, gorgeous, lush choreography and classical ballet. There's two shows. Both of them are at the California Center for the Arts in Escondido, Saturday at 8 and Sunday a matinee at 2 o'clock. And there's also a new exhibit at the Museum of Photographic Arts, and it features the work of a pioneering woman photographer, Julia Margaret Cameron. Who was she? So she lived in the 19th century on the Isle of Wight in the seaside kind of um, arts community in freshwater. And she didn't take up photography until she was in her late 40s, until after her kids were all moved out. And she ended up becoming known for innovating the kind of soft blurred close-up portrait and then also this this kind of like fantastical costumed themed portraiture. Uh, this exhibit comes to us from the V&A Museum in London, the Victoria and Albert Museum, and it has the largest collection of her work, something like 900 objects in the collection, including photography, of course, but also letters and manuscripts. And MOPA in San Diego is actually the first stop of the tour before it'll head to other places around the world. It just opened last week, and it'll be up through early September. And as always, MOPA is free admission or, or donate, pay what you can. Well, speaking of free admission, on mm-hmm. Sunday at the Oceanside Museum of Art, a museum admission is free all day. And we can actually participate to make some art, making a collective pride flag out of yarn pom-poms. Tell us more about that. Yeah, this is Oma's free first Sunday of the month. Um, museum admission is free all day, but from noon to two, you can also do that, that art making. Artist Katie Ruiz did this in the past where she made this colorful pride flag out of little wool, little yarn pom-poms, and it, it hung on the outside of the museum, hundreds of them. And 
Katie Ruiz does these pom-pom projects, often always bringing in the community to help make the pom-poms. So you can go and you can do some little crafts, and the flag will be hung up in the museum throughout June, so Pride Month. And yeah, and you can also visit the museum for free, do something crafty, contribute to some big public art that'll be on display in the museum in the future. The, the activity is free and drop-in, but you can also register in, in advance online if you're worried about it filling up. Let's hear some Latin American music. Latin jazz artist Migos Herrera and Brooklyn Ryder are coming to the La Jolla Music Society on Saturday. Hey, this is world-renowned string quartet Brooklyn Ryder and their frequent collaborator, Megas Herrera. Um, both have been nominated for a handful of Grammys, and they'll be performing a set of Latin American music. And Herrera has such a distinct voice. This is her that we're listening to with Brooklyn Ryder on the piece Nina, which is actually in the program for Saturday's concert. <laughs> She is just so expressive, and I love the little vocal improvisations and flourishes. And they'll perform a bunch of music from Mexico, Cuba, Argentina, Spain, and more. And the show is called Dreamers. It's kind of a nod to the role that poets and musicians and songwriters play in in finding hope and finding beauty during oppression. That was KPBS arts producer and editor Julia Dixon-Evans speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Cavanaugh. The coronation of Charles III is also this weekend. If you too have coronation fever, the House of England in Balboa Park would like you to join them tomorrow for a celebration on the central lawn of the International Cottages. Festivities begin at 1.30 p.m. and will include bagpipers, a corgi parade, a brass band, dancers, and more. Specialty foods will also be available for purchase, including coronation chicken, the same style served at Queen Elizabeth's coronation banquet in 1953. It's blooming fun for all ages, and admission is free. That's it for the podcast today. This podcast is produced by KPBS senior producer Brooke Ruth and producer Emmalyn Mohebi. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us on Monday for your local news and to hear about an area couple who's training foxes for search and rescue work. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.